0: LAS The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa.
1: For more, visit laspodcastnetwork.com.
2: Oh, I'm starting to record. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. <clears throat> hey. Hey! It's season two! Season
3: two! Of
2: What Do You Want to Talk About? The podcast where two friends take turns surprising each other with topics to talk about.
4: That's right. She's Lindsay and I am Jason and we are both parents and comedy writers.
2: Yeah, it's like Pollyanna meets...
4: Friedrich Nietzsche.
2: Yeah, or like, I, I would assume that's correct. Yeah, I don't that's know pretty, that person. pretty, pretty correct, yeah. I think. yeah, it's like flowers meet...
4: The stuff that people pile on, you know, gravesites and... You're, you're, bodies and things. dirt. Well, you know. That's dark. And we've added a new segment to the show called The Random Mo. It's a random moment because we want to know what you want us to talk about.
2: And you can send in your ideas and suggestions and we put them on little pieces of paper and we put them in a jar and we shake them up and then we don't have any control over what we are then told we need to talk about. You decide. Yay!
4: If you want to decide, you can send it to laspodcastnetwork.com slash what do you wanna? W-A-N-N-A.
2: This pod- podcast comes out every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you can find your podcasts.
4: This show was produced and distributed by LAS Podcast Network.
2: To support this show and other shows like it, subscribe to LAS Plus.
4: For more, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com/ Plus,
2: you can find our podcast anywhere that you get your podcast hit, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
4: or from that creepy dude with a top hat and a trench coat eating that Reuben sandwich that's just half soaked in mayo in the dark alley. Nice. He's the guy with the good podcast.
2: Just be that you score your podcast in a dark alley with a guy wearing a trench coat. Reuben. Mayonnaise? You brought mayonnaise into the mix.
4: Yeah, it should have been Thousand Island. It was such a mistake. should have been Thousand Island. Can you put something together from all that? Or do you want want me to do one more?
0: (laughs) L.A.S.
5: Bandag, you are sitting. You've dropped your rune rock. You're waiting for these chimes to go. Mm -hmm. You spend the whole day in this house, right? You find one of the chairs at the front of the house, and you set your rock down next to it, and you sit in this chair. Over the course of the day, you've sat here a lot. And... At one point, you look up, and you see in front of you, on the opposite side of this room, sitting in another chair, the embodiment.
6: And you hear, coming from him, You carry a lot of weight, Mr. Brist.
4: I am questioning my state of mind right now. hmm
5: As you do so, they return back with a...
6: They mourn you. They mourn the passing of the man which you used to be. Though the shell remains... The man died with his platoon that night. As you are, joy will not even find you in the afterlife. They mourn that joy. Your reverence for them only makes them mourn you more. You don't even hold on to yourself anymore, you just hold on to the corpse of their memories. Whatever you want those memories to be. Why do you carry that weight?
4: It is penance for my failure.
6: It is interesting to see that you'd rather live the failure than move on. It doesn't matter to me. I'll see you one way or the other.
4: Soon, I hope.
6: You know, Mr. Brist... Someone who was resolved to die. Whether they be walking or not, they're already dead. He takes this
5: cigarette from his mouth and he pulls it away. And he flicks some of the ash on it. And as he does, some of it travels across the room and it catches on the tunic that you have that rests on your rune rock. As you look down, the tunic is um, smoldering and it is um, slowly, um, as almost like steel wool would burn, right? It is slowly moving outwards from the point at which the ash made contact. Mm. I watch it fascinated. Okay. The entirety of that dirty tan tunic burns away, and it completely disintegrates, leaving bare the names of all of the things that you have written on this rune rock. Mm. And as you are done watching it, you turn back up,
6: and you see that the embodiment is gone,
4: I get up take off the clothes that are on my upper torso mm-hmm. and I put the rock back on Okay, and cover my body
5: shadow. Her. Hello. You have split mm. off from the Abaddon. Uh, and you party. are you've headed back into the city proper to go and check out some of the festival activities that you were seeing while you were at Storm Brewing. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in this moment you are gifted with the knowledge of many different things for you to be able to do you see giants walking around you see there is an archer that is just pulling back a bow and spectral arrows coming out of the archer's bow uh, there is a there is an arm wrestling uh, booth where there is a specifically a warforged arm or a, 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 sorry a peacekeeper arm wrestling people uh, oh boy. there is also a set of uh, two uh, there is a set of two key masters, very similar to the ones that are in all of the uh, Levitican embassies that, mm-hmm. that teleport Vintner in, right? Mm-hmm. It's those same people, except for they're standing on top of these rolled-out rugs, and each of these rolled-out rugs have teleportation circles on them that they press the key into, they turn it, and then they teleport the people on the rugs up to the ship in the sky. Up, oh. Yeah, up to huh. the sun sail. That's cool. Sheesh. They have that. There's also off in the distance the one that's closest to you uh a booth that specifically says um hold on let me find the sign free spell copying and spell book signing we're going there i yep
0: okay i figured as much as soon as you said spells (laughs)
5: yes uh an older man with olive gray skin and a white beard trimmed thin to his chin sits at a booth along the road did that rhyme it did ride. Kind of, oh, that's so. kind of cool. Uh, hair cloth, he's wearing incredibly nice military dress garb. People are passing through and handing him books as he mans this booth. You see him smile, a kind and confident smile, as he takes these books and hands them to people behind him. Uh, as no one is standing in front of him, his eyes gaze outwards into the street, and he gestures his hand in an arc to the sign above him, reading, free spell copying, and spell book signing. He speaks out in a sing-song voice to you, her. um, One free spell of your choice. Learn the incredible spells that we use to defend you. Hi. You come over and he says, Hello, little lady. What can I do for
7: you? I mean, it's on the sign.
5: You are a wizard, so you'd be granted an officer's commission. Citizenship is an important aspect of Levitica, a step ahead and above normal civilians. Too many benefits to list, benefits, income, retirement, a great path into politics or private sector. Either way, yeah, you, you want spells.
7: That is what the sign said.
5: What ones do you want?
7: Do you have a sending spell?
5: We don't have the sending spell, no. But we do have, uh, and he looks through his kind of catalog, and he says, does Fireball interest you? So <laughs> she
7: opens her book out and like slams it on the table and says, I have a list of spells that I thought of that I really want. <laughs> All right. Okay, so do you have counterspell?
5: Wow, you have done your research. Uh, tell you what, and I will roll to see if he has any of these. Because specifically, the one that I have listed out was Fireball. But oh. I will expressly roll to see these. Do you want to see, see the list? These. No, you tell me, him and I, I will I will go. And he only has third-level spells.
7: Oh, okay. Yeah. So sending, major image, counterspell, Fireball, Wither and Bloom.
5: Okay. Sending. He actually does have sending. Uh, counterspell. He does not have what? Counterspell. That's like a
1: staple. Uh,
5: what's the third one? Fireball. He does have Fireball. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. The fourth one. Wither and Bloom. He does have Wither and Bloom.
1: Pog. So
5: he he, he notes all of those down to you. You may choose one Did of the four. Does he have Major four. Image? Uh, major Image. He does not have Major ah. Image. You may choose one of those four.
7: Am I allowed to take send-
5: He doesn't have sending. No. Because, no.
7: I mean, oh. we can work out what is innocent allowed.
5: Yeah. Okay. Actually, no. No. He does not have sending. So I'm not going to allow that. The tease. Actually, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I told you no earlier about I said, sending. Yeah. You
7: said we could work on it.
5: Yeah. But not, in, not while we're recording the session. <laughs>
7: Come On you, can't amp froth thing. No, though? I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. also knocking the just I'm to kidding. like come
5: into the session and be like, Actually, I'm gonna ask you in it, so you have to say it on air.
7: I'm like, No, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna okay, wait. Okay. <laughs> so he didn't have counterspell, didn't have sending, but does have fireball, wither and bloom, and major image. Major image, yeah. Um,
0: I feel like Shadow would come up to catch up to yeah. her I'll while tell, yeah. there's this haggling kind yeah. of going I'll,
5: on. I'll tell you what, in, in exchange for not having sending. I will allow you to have Counterspell. Oh, man. Ooh. But also Fireball sounds really cool. You can choose one of these spells. Oh, my God.
0: I just... Come People up start
5: s- lining up behind you, oh, and he says, goodness. Oh, you got to make See a decision, young lady.
0: And just, like, put a hand on her shoulder. Um, what seems to be going on?
7: I can't decide oh, between what? Counterspell and Fireball.
0: I... And then I'd look up They're at They're both the, great spells. They are indeed.
7: Um... I'm gonna flip a coin, and by flip a coin I mean roll d twenty. Evens are odds. All right. Evens
5: are odds. You shadow. Evens are odds. Um, even is what?
7: Even is, even fireball. is fireball.
5: Okay. okay. Even is fireball. It is. It is fireball. Fireball. There it All is. Right. So he's like, people are lining up behind you, lady. Okay, you I'll gotta do... tell me. Fireball. All right. He uh, opens his hand up and he requests your spellbook. You want almost... my? I oh, have to I take don't...
7: it. I'm not the one who does the writing.
5: No, and he turns behind him, and you see there's, like, a, a dude behind him that has, like, 14 mage hands that he's using. Oh, and geez. each individual one of them has a different spellbook, and he's writing in these different spellbooks. Um, there's, like, a curtain right behind him, and, like, as this opens up, you see that there is a... a, a, a the, the mage with the the, the the hands is currently, like, doing all this drawing, but, like, he's going through ink, like, crazy. So another, like, meteor man, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of those that has the pistol that they carry around, mm. um, he comes up. He's just bringing a crate full of ink to this man as he's just, like, going through bottles of ink like crazy.
7: It's my diary, so don't read it, please. And I hand it over.
5: Understood. We won't. We, we take privacy very seriously. And he takes the mm. book and he I uh, him a look. he opens up and he signs the front page. <laughs> and it just he signs the front page and it just says, Captain Ferris. I hope you enjoy your time at the fair. <laughs> and he, he closes it back up and he passes it to the person behind him.
7: What did I just? Okay, right, let's go. Let's go. Uh,
5: and as you you finish this up, uh, he offers to you, he says, hold on. Uh... Make sure you go to all the other booths. They have different things that you can collect there, and if you collect all of them, you can get a big prize. What's the big prize? It's a map of the entire country, completely well-crafted well, well, well crafted by some of our finest artisans.
7: Well, dang.
0: Does I will. it happen to include the western coast of Antillanon?
5: It, it does not, no. It this it, it has a map of Levitica. Interesting. So, you know, Levitica, Antillanon. Levitica is a is that it's separated by the Galtic Ocean.
7: Yeah, the western coast of Antillinon is way away.
5: Yeah, for Meta, Mm. like, ultimately, the Atlantic Ocean equivalent separates Levitica and the continent it is on, Enath, and Antillon. It's like, it's the difference between, like, Europe and North America. Ah. Right? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Well, then.
7: Let's go. All right. Wait, when can I come back?
5: You can come back in three hours. We'll have it done.
7: Three, yeah, okay, I know when that is. Okay, let's go. Yeah.
5: Actually, that's like, for you, you know that's really freaking fast for copying a spell. Like, normally it's it would take like fast. six hours to copy a level three spell.
7: And also, I always know what time it is. Exactly. So that's easy enough. Exactly. Every easy.
0: session, it comes up somehow. It's somehow. I yeah. got again. keen yeah. mind, yo. Yeah, keen mind. <laughs> there it is. All right. Who
7: needs so clocks when you are
5: one? You have a couple <laughs> options. I will list mm-hmm. them out to you. Mm-hmm. You can go to Top Shot, uh bunker down, giant oh shoulder rides, uh which is called Yeah, it just says it's just called giant shoulder rides. <laughs> you know, there's Wait, another one. Is it not
7: like on the shoulders of giants or something? No. Okay. I I could have made it
5: creative, but it's I'm fine. also dumb. It's so okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's also sit in the hammerhead and then man the sun sail.
7: Well, I did say we should do shoulder rides first. So do you want to go to shoulder rides first and then you pick the next one?
0: I, that sounds fine to me.
7: But you do have to get a shoulder wide with me.
0: I have to get on the shoulders? Yes. Um, You have no choice. Okay, then. I, fine.
7: I grab your hand and I start pulling you towards it. You pull towards
5: the giants. In front of you, this attraction Maybe like a, a good solid 100 feet away, right? Mm-hmm. You go there and two giants stand at this like booth, if you could even call it that. Distinctly, long ropes with in, an incredible amount of human-sized belts are attached to, to their hips. And every time a patron leaves the booth, and I'm putting big quote marks around booth, mm-hmm. um, a giant takes off a belt of, uh, off the rope and hands it to them. Each of these has a large belt buckle gleaming on the front that reads, Leviticus' strongest soldier. (laughs) A small red canvas tent stands over a propped up gate as children, um, you know, and even some teens excitedly wait. Uh, they crawl up onto the bodies of the giants like kittens, gras- grasping and clawing at any handhold they can. Both of these lumbering, muscular men fumble desperately to catch them and pick them up and put them on their shoulders and then walk around with them in these big, huge turns, not trying their absolute best not to step on anyone.
7: <laughs> That's How many of them are there?
5: There are two giants.
7: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, which one seems like they're getting less people, but I'm guessing it's pretty even.
5: Yeah, it's, it doesn't take too long to get through, yeah. honestly. So, y- eventually, you make your way up to the front of the line, and one of them just looks down and just says,
3: Hi, how are you? Can I take you on a ride?
7: I put my arms up and just say, up, please.
3: Welcome. And he
5: offers his hand down to you, and uh, he, like, places it on the ground. It's it's huge. It's, like, five foot wide of hand. Nice. <laughs>
7: Yeah, so I mean, fuck, hell yeah, he says, dude.
3: Wow, you're much more well-behaved than the rest of these kids.
5: And he takes you, and he lifts you up and puts you on his shoulder.
7: <laughs> I just give him finger guns, and then he lifts me up, and I'm like, oh! It's huge. It's <laughs> 20
8: feet into
5: the air. It's massive. Uh, Shadow, he does the same for you. He says,
3: hey there, little man. Do you want to get on my shoulders, too?
0: Um... Yes. Alright. He puts his hand down. I uh I awkwardly step onto his hand. I've never been lifted like this before. That's alright. Not a problem for me. And he just whoop picks you up like you're nothing. God, and he that's, puts you on his shoulder. <laughs> that's slightly terrifying yeah. for me. He's
6: it, so
5: big. Yeah. Like absolutely massive. It's like right? three
0: times my height. Yeah.
5: He's he's massively tall. Um He's actually, yeah, just about exactly three times your mm-hmm. height, yeah. Uh, he mm. grabs the both of you, and he says,
3: So have you both been to other booths around the fair?
7: Uh, just the spell one. You're my, technically my first one.
3: Oh, well, I hope you have a good time. Old of likes giving shoulder rides. Yeah!
5: And he just kind of starts lumbering around the the entirety of this uh, of this like <laughs> this street that he's been allotted you look down now and from the top you see that there are actually barricades that are stopping people from going down this side street so that he doesn't have to worry about crushing
0: people oh my nice God.
7: shadow how does it feel
0: um when i was being lifted up there was probably like a moment where you would have registered that there was like a slight sense of being scared yeah. from Shadow. Yeah. Where his eyes would just like f- go like from side to side and just like uh uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. um but now that he's up here um it's a bit more settled. Um yeah. but just looking around also uh trying to live in the moment. Yeah. But also totally. at the same yes. time just like hey this is extremely high profile. Yeah. yeah. People uh, are gonna
3: see you for sure. <laughs>
0: um yeah. so the the guy at the first booth yeah was apparently a. A captain. He was a captain. I don't yeah. know if he was taking it upon himself to like make himself seem that important, or if he was that important. You know,
5: yeah, I think that that's kind of a thing for you to decide by yourself.
0: Okay. And I didn't know if are these giants or are they are they also captains or are uh, they? You don't
5: see any. Ins- well, they don't wear pauldrons, right? Okay. So it's hard to discern their, you know, like rank. But mm-hmm. you know that uh, for a fact because you've been in the military, mm-hmm. right? That the giants are usually not incredibly high up, but because of their station, they get away with a lot of the things that like higher ups might get to. They're given more leeway in ultimate because, sure. like, I mean, if they didn't want to be here, they wouldn't be here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, because if they were just like, I don't want to do it anymore, like, who's going to stop them? Right? Yeah. You know? So <laughs> True. yeah. So they're given a lot more leeway on you know what they can do. So okay, um, but he continues to
3: walk you both around. and He just says. Oh, you're both gonna really earn these belts. And he uh, he, he <laughs> just
5: grabs two of them off of his belt and he hands these two up to you. Each of you now having this WWE style belt that just says yeah. Leviticus Strongest Soldier on it. Amazing. Cream of the crop. And I want you both to roll me perception checks.
8: Okay.
0: Ooh. Oh my God, are you kidding? Ooh, that's uh, 17. Oh, wow, that's yeah. a good one. What'd you get her?
7: Um plus four. So okay. sixteen.
5: Sixteen. Hmm. Wow, yeah, you both see this. You look down as you are like riding on this giant, right? Mm-hmm. And as you do so, you see Haleth and Angela that are down there in the line for giant shoulder rides. And Angela is just looking up and going, Woo! <laughs> And Haleth is just holding his head in his hands and covering Treebark's eyes
7: with oh, his hand. I just, like, Fantastic. wave vigorously.
0: I'd you sheepishly so. wave.
5: Yeah. And uh, you you wave down. Angela waves back to you. They both see you. Angela looks very excited to
3: see you both. Good. Um, okay. Uh,
5: you are brought back to the entrance, and Orzov the giant takes you both in
3: his hands, and he lifts you back down. He says... Well, thank you so much. You're the first one who hasn't struck me the whole day. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Well, I didn't want you to strike me, so it's just that there's a lot of kids around that don't really
0: understand.
7: That's okay. I'm sorry you're being struck.
0: Oh, it's all right. I'm happy to help. I'd uh, reach out my hand. I know that his hand is like bigger, th- yeah. almost bigger than me. Oh, yeah. And I'd reach out my hand to make the gesture of shaking Yeah, his. He says,
3: I don't want
0: to crush you,
3: small one, but I'll shake your hand. And he
5: puts his index finger down and you like grip it with both hands yep. and shake it. And he just <laughs> says,
3: Nice to meet you. What's your name? Me? Both the I said plural.
7: What's your name again?
3: Orzov.
7: It's nice to meet you, Orzhov. I mean, it's nice to meet you, orzov.
3: It's nice to meet you, too, small mage lady. How did you know? You got the orb.
7: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She tucks it behind her back. Is that a dead giveaway?
3: Not many people walk around with spell focus orbs.
7: That's fair, (laughs) and I shove it in my bag. It is a really nice old, though. I'm sorry. We really got to go, though. There's more things to see. Well, my
3: nameless friends, I'll speak to you later then.
7: Thank you for the ride.
3: And he looks
5: over towards the next set of people, and Angela looks over towards the both of you, and she just says, was it fun? Yes. yes. I'm so excited. And she walks over towards Orozov
3: <laughs> and she says, up. <laughs> and, he, and he puts his hand down and just says, Oh, you look like a strong reveredicant soldier.
5: (laughs) And (laughs) you just see Haleth walk over kind of sheepishly and kind of rub his temples as he stands in the hands and he he just sits there and very sheepishly goes along with whatever Angela is wanting to do. I love that so much. (laughs) And you finish up here and you mosey on to your next
7: booth. Okay, um, where do you wanna go next?
0: Um, well, um, we could keep on theme with getting up into high places, and we can go into the Hammerhead unless there's somewhere else that you'd rather go.
7: I mean, there's, if you want to get really tall, there's that thing up there. She points at the ship.
0: Oh. That's true. Let's do that.
5: Alright, you both head on over to Man the Sunsail. Abaddon, you, and Akane are still sitting atop the observatory, peering out into the night sky, taking a moment, relaxing. She says to you, I want to help, but I don't think I can unless I know what's going on, But I don't want to force you to tell me. Maybe we'll have more time to talk about it. But I just want to let you know. I want to. I want to help you. I am sincere about that. I. I promise.
1: Can I show you something less pleasant? Uh,
5: Yeah, if if you if you feel it would make sense to do.
1: Um, I'm gonna hold my arm out that had the band. Yeah, the the bands were on both of them, so they are. I imagine still pretty.
5: Yeah, but under your poncho, they've been kind of hidden up until now. So yeah. I'm
1: going to reveal both of my forearms and kind of show the, um you know, the scarring and the yeah. the open wounds. It's so very much been like,
5: yeah, only mildly closed over, like a little bit, right? Because, I mean, obviously, it's only been like a, a day or two, yeah. right? I would say at this point, you probably like, Grew some moss over that like area because like that's kind of your like your go to band aid kind of feeling because mm-hmm. that well, to you feels correct.
1: I'll right? like wipe it away to yeah. reveal. You, yeah, so I can you show you reveal
5: this open sore like of these bands, these circular bands around your arms.
1: Um, I was in. I was a captive of sorts, and this is one of the nicer things that your people did to me.
5: What? What was here?
1: Um. Some magic bands to make sure that I can't um. You know, and Abaddon's gonna just open a small portal mm-hmm. in her hand. Oh.
5: I think she takes a moment, and she just kind of sits there and she looks away. Was everyone made to have something
1: like that? The person of fire had a whole nother soul put in their body. What? And I watched them both struggle. Um, not everyone. You know, some people have more dangerous things than others. Um, my friend with the violin, um, his his name was Maxwell. He, um he was more gruesome in appearance, but he didn't have anything like that. But every day I watched a guard break his arms. What? It, it, it was just a sick power play, I'm sure, but it, he healed very quickly, but it was, it was every day. And he would sob when he played his violin. I'm sorry for telling you all of this, because I know you can't... No, I can... You can't help by just knowing how bad it is.
5: No, no, that's what I asked for. I, I asked to bear some of that burden
6: with you.
1: That's, um... That's how I met my companions, actually. Uh, the... Shadow. He, um... He's what you might call a reformed soldier. Oh. Men like him killed my parents to get to me.
5: The the peacekeepers?
1: Or the... If that's what you call them. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I... Whose peace are they keeping?
5: I I guess I'm, I'm less sure every day.
1: And I... I saw so much... In there, I saw a woman with wings made of stained glass take all the sound out of the world wings to save her soldier.
5: Wings. I'm sorry. Do you, no, do you, do you have any... Wings of stained glass. She writes that down, and she she looks down into the notebook, and she just says... Are there any other descriptors of different people that you can give me? Maybe, maybe I can try and find these people and, and, and get identities.
1: I know their names, for most of them. I don't think me giving them to you would do anything but put you in danger.
5: I can be discreet, I
1: think. You can be discreet against Commander Vetner.
5: I... I, I don't know who that is, but, I mean...
1: God's perfect killing machine.
5: I mean, if you say, don't say names, because it'll kill me, I cannot say names.
1: I just don't want. I've. My existence has already caused so many that I know and love their lives, and I don't. I don't want that trend to be my entire legacy amongst others.
5: When others choose to bear some of that burden for you, that's not your decision.
1: But others don't know the extent that the government has gone and will continue to go.
5: If you never let us any closer, we'll never know.
1: (laughs) Um, you know you're the first person my age I have ever met in my entire life. Wait, what? What do you mean? I, I lived with my parents. Yeah? And then we just kind of explored in the wilds my whole life, you know, homeschooled weirdos. Yeah, um, yeah of course, of course. And then, um. And then. Huh. captured. I'm sorry. No, it's. You are a very good first experience around people in my age group. I
6: I wish I, uh... Yeah,
5: I I wish... I... Sometimes I kind of wish I had a little bit more time with my dad to be homeschooled. Yeah? Yeah.
1: It... There are things that I don't know at all because of it, but, um... Oh, I promised to... I promised to let you see this, and I... I'm going to hand the almanac.
5: Oh, yeah. She grabs it from you and she starts flipping through. She obviously had this like very distant, kind of like sallow look on her face, right? As she definitively said, you know, she wanted some more time. Um, but as as you hand this to her, it's very obviously her, her delving into knowledge, into things that she can grasp and physically um, ascertain or like intellectually ascertain. These are very easy places for her to go to feel safe and comfortable right and she grabs your book and she starts flipping through it and she just this is amazing I just there's so much good knowledge here I don't I don't think that half of these creatures Levitica has any
1: records on uh, I, I would doubt it, it they are they're firsthand accounts um, yeah their lives. These are work. incredible remind me sometime and I'll show you um we have a whole a whole cottage. Um, <laughs> full. What? Where? Um. Well, and I open a portal in my hand and I go, I have, have my own personal space. You have a whole
5: world beyond there?
1: Uh, just just a small one. But yeah.
5: Hmm. <sighs> Abaddon, I don't think I know your last name. Amaro. Abaddon Armaro, you are probably the most, uh, the most interesting person I've ever met. Oh well, thank you. I'm the <laughs> most
1: interesting person I know, <laughs> and you are without a doubt the kindest one I've ever met.
5: Um, well, I I appreciate the flattery. I don't know if I agree, but I appreciate the flattery. No,
1: most people are um, most people are nice, but niceness is a ploy to get things and you are kind which is different I just think
5: I don't know when we die when all this is gone what's, what's left right I think about that a lot when my dad left when my dad died what's left of him and I came to the conclusion that the way that we persist in the world is by changing the lives of others. When, when I go out there and I feel whole because my dad made me feel loved, it's not... I still have a piece of him because he gave me hope. He gave me a chance to feel that way even if people that I help don't know my name, those things that I do when I die, when I leave this world, they're going to persist.
1: The things you do matter than your life.
5: I think they, they do, yeah, they matter more. Uh, I want I want other people to feel better than when I first met them. Huh. When I leave whether it's because I moved to a different place or because it's, I'm gone. I want people to remember that I came into their life and I made it better.
1: You know, my outlook for the longest time was when I die, it's suddenly not my problem. But as I come to care for more people, I start to re, and people I don't even necessarily know, like you do, um, I'm starting to realize that it might be their problem. Or it might be. I might be able to ease their burdens in the time that I'm here. Like, um. Like how you change things for people, or you try to. I could try to for. for Maxwell. So, while he did die in vain, I can make sure that. You know, in his name, no one else does.
5: Wouldn't it be a magnificent joy to know that the world was a better place when we leave it?
1: Yeah, it would. But then again, I can't imagine the world getting much worse than it is.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, At least. (laughs) Well, we can try our best to make it better.
1: Well... Come here, come help me find Shadow and, and her in the crowd if we can. Okay. Uh,
5: roll me a perception check.
1: Oh, I have to roll. For yeah, me. you gotta. You gotta.
5: Uh, this is D&D. That's like required.
1: I uh, <laughs> rolled so bad!
5: Nine. Nine? That's bad. That is bad. Oh, hold on. Let me get her modifier. Okay, yeah. She rolled a. What was that? About 15. She looks into the like vast distance and She observes the giant rides and she sees her and Shadow on the shoulders of one of these giants as it is walking down the road that it's been allotted. And she just says, oh no, (laughs) there they are. And she points towards the giant. Look, shoulders.
1: Uh, Uh-oh. I've never seen Shadow look so small. (laughs) Look at him.
5: You know, I would hate to have the rest of this night be only sad. Let's go, I don't know, let's go have fun with them. I've got what I need to start. We can talk about this more later. Let's go have fun.
1: All right. You have convinced me thoroughly. But you know, okay. You
5: gotta show me how you get around.
1: Okay. Um. Is there a balcony that I see that no one's on?
5: Uh, yeah, I would say a little bit further away from the giant rides, you can see that there is a balcony maybe about four or five buildings away. Is
1: there one a street over where there's not a crowd? Yeah, yeah, okay. I would say so. Then I'm going to grab uh, grab Akane by the waist, mm-hmm. pull her close to me, and yep. then fall through the floor. And, uh, just, like, she
5: just goes, ah! And <laughs> she goes, falls dire- directly through the floor, and then you just...
1: Yep, directly on I'm, under I'm the holding belt. her a little off the ground yeah so my feet hit before hers and I set her down oh
5: she just oh
1: you okay
3: yeah
5: bet better, better now
1: yeah <laughs> not um. nauseous or anything sometimes it, it throws people the first time
5: definitely butterflies
1: okay I uh, do okay, get off we, this balcony. Yeah, we should go.
5: Um, okay, uh, over there. And then she looks towards uh, the side of the balcony and there's like some stairs that go down and she just walks away. <laughs> and, and she just starts moving down the balcony stairs.
1: Well, You're not eager to do that again?
5: She just says, nope, gotta go. F-. She turns back around. She's obviously <laughs> blushing and turning away from you. And she's like, we have to find the others. And she starts c- turning the corner. Uh, right. I'm assuming you follow, you find her and you find Shadow on the way. Their next journeyable uh,
1: stall. Before we get there, I going to catch up with her. Yeah. Um, pull her hair behind her ear. And yeah. as I do, I want to grow a small, like, little flower thing um, okay. behind her ear. So, like, she, yeah. super slick. Yeah.
5: You do so, and she just kind of feels there, and she's just like, Sigh. You tell me that you haven't met a lot of people, but you're really good at flirting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that's called?
5: I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think you're flirting with me.
1: Is that, that's when I'm letting you know that I like you? Okay. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Good. That's what I meant. Mutual, okay, by the way. Cool. Let's cur- Thank turn you. the, I'm Sweet. so, Let's this go. is awkward yeah. for me. And cool. she
5: turns the corner. Cool. <laughs> and you move and you find shadow in her. <laughs> Val, where are you?
8: Um, in her's room.
5: In her's room.
8: Just kind of looking around for any sign. It's basically, the whole day's basically just been alternating between Shadow's room, her's room. Yeah. And just knowing there's nothing in there, yeah, but maybe there's something in there this time. You sit
5: on her's bed. And as you do, you look outwards through the window. The same window that you looked out when you were talking to her, when you were comforting her. The same window that she could see Arno and Shadow having their conversation about Arno being confused about, about Lyra. And as you do, you observe standing out there, looking over the rest of the city is the embodiment. Just standing there, watching, taking a drag on the cigarette, flicking the ash. As he flicks the ash, it wafts into the air. His head turns, and you see the single white, trailing-fired eye that comes under the brim of his hat, made of
8: smoke from his cigarette. Just stare at him, see if he makes a move.
5: You see him turn towards you a little bit more full-bodied. He takes another drag on the cigarette, the entirety of the front of it becoming this this thick red. And he steps beyond the window.
8: Um, I had outside to meet him stopping for a second in the living room and there's this flash of the play the play yeah from harvest tide
5: you see oddly enough as you as you are going to walk through this you see for just a moment orion portraying himself as this big dragon and this small goblin holding up a tiny wooden sword towards him um, and then I head out Or back. no, no, no. Her is the dragon. He's the damsel. Yes. yes. That's how it works. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um.
8: And then head out the back to meet
5: the embodiment. You head out back. Um, as you do. It's still snowing. Um, but the back has enough kind of like shrub cover that you're not too worried about getting seen by. Mm-hmm. Um, he leans against the back of the house.
8: Can I help you? You've been thinking about death? I mean, I'm dead, so it's kind of comes with the territory, I, I think.
6: Where will your mother go when she dies?
8: With the true god Demia, I guess. How sure of that are you? Well, I look at it one of two ways. Um, either my mother has devoted her entire life to a goddess who did not help her and did not take her son or and ends up with her, or she devoted her life to a goddess that did not take her son and doesn't get to go with her. Either way, she sucks. So it doesn't really affect me one way or another. How sure are you that she's going to go there? Not as sure as I'd like to be.
6: Give me a number from zero to 10. Deem me a good.
8: Uh, 10 being the highest?
6: Yeah, most agree. You agree, 10 out of 10.
8: Mm, Haven't met her. Like a five. Very lukewarm.
6: You're a lucky man, Valros Visago. Not many people get the chance to deny God's existence
8: twice. (laughs) No, I know she exists. I just don't think that makes her... Upholding to her end of the deal. Who signed
6: the contract? Donna. Sounds to me like you have someone that you think made a deal. But it doesn't sound like you can tell me where they signed
8: it. Well, I'm assuming my mom did. Twice. Once with Asmodeus, I guess, and then once with Demia. You
6: are not a man to walk into a game not knowing all the variables of Asago. Sounds like you got some variables to line up.
8: Mm-hmm. Why are you here? <laughs> Just for shits or to ask me about my mom? I haven't seen in like ten years. I uh,
6: I didn't choose to be here. The
8: fuck does that mean?
6: Visago, I'm not the one thinking about death all the time. Good luck.
8: Oh,
6: thanks. Nice. And he uh, he walks around the
5: corner. I turn the corner. You walk around the corner and he's not there. Yeah. You gain the spell Hex. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Love it! I'm
8: gonna go ahead and pop that in the old book of spells. <laughs> Mother of God. Hex is a good spell. It is a
5: very good spell. And it's a bonus action. Yeah. It's very pog. <laughs> <laughs>